Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Yes, hello and welcome to Edinburgh Football Podcast. It almost seems strange, the three of us all together. It's been, been a while, folks. I even got asked, what's happened? I've not heard the three of us all on the podcast at one time, but it's good for all of us to be together again, finally. It must be a while, though. A good, a good few weeks, but uh, work commitments and illness and, and all sorts, but we're all together again. Nice to nice to see you all. Um, how, how are we all? Good, mate. Hi. Um, who's asking you? Who's asking you about us all being together? Oh, ah, just, a couple, just a couple of people sources. on the spider. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> on, on it's, not a lie. it's not a lie. Um, are you getting well, on let's start off before, before we get into the to the to the uh, the depths of it as part of the introduction. Uh, Ukraine and then uh, Austria or Wales, Callum. Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on that? I think with the teams that we could have played, you've got to be happy with that draw. I think Ukraine at home, happy, happy enough. Uh, if it had been you know Ukraine away, that would have been a different story. But uh, I already booked a hotel for Wales just in case. You know, um, booking up can cancel a couple of days beforehand, but yeah, um, just just on the off chance that uh, that we can get there. I booked uh, booked Wales away already, so but I think uh, a good good start. What about yourself, Ross? Confident? Delighted. I'm yeah. delighted with that, John. Considering this comes in, who we could have got. You had the. You look at Portugal if they get through, they play Italy potentially. So it's. Aye, I'm glad we put our route. So, it's it's all winnable ties as well. Absolutely, you know. I think if anybody was to say you're going to get given these potential three sides to get to to get to a World Cup, you know, uh, you can't you can't, uh, can't can't turn down can't turn down that. Let's just hope for a similar result. Uh, last time they played against Ukraine, if I remember correctly, was it a three-one win at, uh, at Hamden Park? Cal, no doubt you'd have been there. I probably presume. No. They didn't get tickets. Um... Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was Andrew, was that when Andrew Borenman was playing for them? Um, just, I it would have been round about. I mean, Shevchenko was still the man. Um, and he popped up with, with a goal that day. But, you know, Lee McCulloch's got an absolute cracker. Um, I remember 2 0 up when inside 12 minutes. Um, just blew him away. And then Faddy uh, sealed it late on. But, uh, it was some performance, and I think uh, the way that we're playing at Hamden just now, the full house and everything, absolutely no fear, no fear. Yeah, okay then. Right to the agenda for tonight, we're going to start Hibs and Hearts, then on to uh, Ember City, and then we'll finish with our lower league sides, and then our predictions at the end. So, let's get the ball get the ball rolling then. Let's start with Hibs, and it's been a funny old week, isn't it? I probably, I mean, a week that just sums up being a Hibs fan, Really, to go I just say and... I called this last week on the podcast. I said it'd be <laughs> defeat to Ross County and win against St Johnston. And I got ridiculed oh. off calm. Yeah, no, I, I just thought it would have been the other way around. That's what I said. I said, you know, if you were picking one win and one defeat, then I was going to go. It would have been Hibs uh, would have beaten Ross County and then lost to St Johnston. But no, um, you're spot on. Credit where it's due, Byers. On you go, mate. Well done. Did you back Thank it? In the... Uh, I yes, think you, I did. Yes, you did. I see one. Fair play. Fair play. 
I mean, uh, if you were to watch, you know, watch both games and, you know, watching the game on Wednesday night, Calum, I'm, I'm presuming you probably did watch it yourself. I mean, that, that, that was a tough, tough watch. And then you compare that to the St Johnston game. It's just, it's everything that, why Hibs fans do get frustrated with, the, with, with, I know Jack Ross seems to take the brunt of it, but just general, this Hibs squad. Because it's all, they just constantly can just turn it on a switch. And it's just the inconsistency that, that, that comes in because Saturday compared to Wednesday, like night and day. I don't know, because Wednesday night, Hibs, Hibs weren't awful. You know, I know that chances were missed with, you know, a lot. So, I mean, and the goal that Hibs can see is pretty poor. But, I mean, I was watching the game and thinking, well, we're getting into positions. It's, it's only a matter of time before the goal comes. I thought that thought the Hibs were doing enough last Wednesday. But, um, you know, as soon as Ross County got the goal, it just all went to pot. And Hibs, Hibs were pretty brutal. But I genuinely thought that, up until Rob scored, Hibs were in complete control, and it, it was like I say, only a matter of time before before they got the goal. But obviously, that changed there pretty quickly. You have Santa who turned off after three minutes. He said it was brutal. Um, well, hey, it, everyone obviously has a, a different standard, nothing <coughs> to drop to, etc. Opinions are like bumholes. Everyone's got one. I mean, let's be honest, there's there's people that leave semi-finals when their team's 3-0 down and don't see spectacular comebacks to win 4-3. You know, so you've got to you've got to just take the rough with the smooth a lot of these times. So I think I didn't think it was all that bad, but obviously I didn't see the game on a Saturday. But from what from what I've heard, and well, you look at the stats, I think it's like 20 shots uh, to St. Johnson's two. It's one way to highlights. The highlights views are pretty impressive. Like, and well, I mean, I'm sure Andrew will love to, but I mean, the two goals that are disallowed for absolutely hee haw. Um, the first one is just uh, is unbelievable, and the second one with the I mean, is it the shove? Like, well, is the shove from Poches? Is that is that what he's? There's nothing in that, eh? There's nothing nah. in I think um, it's, it's funny watching, again, uh, comparing the two the two games on Wednesday night. It was very interesting. The subs that came on did nothing on Wednesday night. Uh, one of them gets sent off as well. But then the subs, I thought every sub that came on won Hibs the game on Saturday. Um, I mean, Scott Allen... Obviously, gets the plaudits with it with his uh, with his with his play that led to the first goal, and then his assist, obviously, for the second. But I thought Jamie Murphy coming on looked sharp again. And it's the thing about Hibs; it's just if they can if they can keep all these players fit, Ross and Hibs have got such a, a a good bit of depth there. But you look at Hibs bench for the majority of the season, and you just go, it's bare bones stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Thing, you, you, I think you need depth if you're going to compete at a different level and I think the way the league table's looking at times it's it's. I know it's quite it's still early on we're only well, technically we're still in November so it's a long way to go but it does look quite bleak for considering where Hibs should probably be in the league um, but aye, you need depth within that I think with Boyle what was it was it foul and abuse of language or something he got sent off for on Wednesday night 
or something stupid like that. But you're thinking when, when he's away, it's nah, you're thinking where, where's it going to come from? Because Nisbet's been pretty pretty piss poor recently. Uh, but he's also came came up with the goods. But as you said, you've got Murphy coming in there, providing a goal and assist, and Scott Allen's obviously produced that one at the end as well. So it's pretty impressive for the subs eye. So it's you make the right one, and that's what you're hoping for as a manager. You can make these subs, and they're going to make a like an almost instant impact, or at least a positive impact. But it's a lottery, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Hope yourself, um, Cal. Much I mean, that, that is probably the most important thing now for the rest of certainly December. Now is is the run with this run that Hibs have got. That the importance now of of hopefully now Murphy staying fit. Scott, I thought when he came off the bench, looked decent on, on Saturday. Um, he's a player that's not really hit the ground in a Hibs jersey, but I thought he looked pretty sharp when he came off the bench. And then if you've got the likes of Scott Allen, who I think I read a stat, something that he's got a goal contribution every 70 minutes or something this season. I mean, that's, I mean, he's just so important to Hibs as well. So really, it's, it's depth, because I think as a, always been pretty happy with Hibs sort of maybe first 11 at times this season, Callum, but it's just when you, you see the bench and we've compared that in the podcast before, look, compared to Hart's bench, uh, that's been the kind of game changer for Hibs at times this season. Yeah, but I think if if players are coming back, you know, there's rumours that McGuinness will be back soon. Uh, you'll have, obviously, Dodge will be back after his suspension, then Boyle as well, who, to be fair, kind of needs a break, really, you know, with all the travelling, etc. So it's almost a blessing in disguise. The football heads got the points and um, he got a wee break at the weekend. But, yeah, I think exactly what the two of you are saying with guys coming back from injury, getting back onto the bench, Jamie Murphy and Scott Allen are arguably two of the most creative players at the club. So for them to be back, it's only a good thing for, for Hibs and hopefully just carry, the, hopefully the tide is turned, shall we say, um, with two wins in a week and putting the, the poor run of form in the league behind and can really have a right go in December. And, you know, if, if Hibs can go on a wee run right now, then well, it could be a very good December. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think <clears throat> the good thing for Nisbet getting off the mark as well, and he's obviously said in the press he's hoping for a purple patch, that's only going to benefit his Scotland potential as well with the, the games that we were talking about earlier coming up. Because there's been, I've been one of the ones that's been questioning his selection for Scotland recently because he's not been doing it at club level so that's only going to help for that He looked a little bit more I know on Wednesday he missed a few chances um, you know I think I suppose Karen you're probably right I mean Hibs I don't think Hibs deserved to lose the game on Wednesday I'd maybe say they deserved to if they'd won it they'd probably be a winner no, I wouldn't have called it a kind of Hibs would have stolen three points. Like if any team deserved to win, I think it was Hibs on Wednesday night, but I don't think a team maybe necessarily deserved to win on Wednesday, if you know what I mean. I thought a draw was probably a fair result. But Hibs did have chances there, Nisbet, but looked to be a bit sharper, a bit back to his, to his best. And then uh, Saturday, again, he's kicked on and got his goals. So you're just hoping, no, I suppose he probably could have had a hat-trick, probably deserved a hat-trick, to be honest. Um, two goals disallowed, as you mentioned. So... Yeah, good to see Nisbet back to his back to his best, and he stepped up when the likes of Doidge and, and Boyle, of course, missing out. So a huge, a, hu- a huge three points, and you can see that in, in the reaction again and uh, after the game. So huge game, but big week ahead. 
um, looking at the, the, the two games ahead in, in the immediate Rangers midweek and then Motherwell at the weekend. Um, big week, Callum. What are you? <laughs> you had two games to talk about last week, and it's two games to talk about this week. Is it a well, you thinking one win, one loss? Or I think tomorrow night's going to be very interesting. I think the given what happens, you know, a week past Sunday and the performance that Hibs put in, if if they turn up uh, for this league game and. You know, I'm not saying that they can put in a similar type performance, but certainly the effort has to be there. You'd expect Rangers to be fired right up for this. Uh, the boy um, with a, possibly the best song in Scottish football right now, uh, well, uh, Fashion is the Cal, that's his name. Um, he's, he's in the papers today saying that Rangers are gunning for revenge against Hibs today, uh, sorry, tomorrow. So we'll, we'll see. I think it'll be an absolute stormer of a game if Rangers score after you know five, ten minutes. It could be a pretty brutal watch uh, tomorrow night, but yeah, it, it should be should be a bit of an occasion. Really, it's always I, I don't I, I would I would always say that I prefer Edinburgh derbies, but in terms of atmosphere, there is a lot of I, I don't know almost more hatred between Hibs and Rangers now than than there was before. I mean, I feel like with Hearts, there's definitely hatred there, but then you're like. It's it's a it's almost a ninety minute thing, you know, because but I don't know with the Rangers, it's it, it almost I, I, I could go I've went to the pub after a derby game with you. Yeah, ah, exactly. so, yeah. So it is a ninety minutes, but as you say, I will firm it's it does it hits ah. a different wee mark there, I think. I, I, so, certainly there's certainly an, there's been an edge to him in the past. Always a bite to these games. In the five the last five, six years I mean I remember <clears throat> You know, going to Hibs games, calm. We were a kid in our teens and in our twenties. You know, and then thinking of the Rangers games, it wasn't, it wasn't quite this edge. But ever no. since those maybe a couple of years in the Championship, and of course that the, the Scottish Cup final. Since then, there's been a real edge to these fixtures. And then, but then you know, Rangers have had the better of Hibs apart from that. Cup, you know, semi-final a few weeks ago. Um, Rangers have had a bit of the edge over Hibs in recent times. So. Um, Interesting. I think obviously without Rangers are going there as favourites. I'll be interested to see how Hibs attack this game though. Will they we've seen them play against Celtic at Easter Road a few weeks ago and kind of sat off and let Celtic dictate and you know it was like was it three one at half time? Probably could have been three one time going on five or six. Celtic yeah. first half hour, um yeah. if you were well, it was an absolute joy to watch a football team pass that ball around and you know, being a Hibs fan, it was it was honestly just like this, this is honestly torture. It was like watching a cat toy with a mouse before they ate it. You know, it was just absolutely horrendous. They, yes. they battled all over the park um, for the first half hour. I think the first 10 minutes, I think Kim's touched the ball about four times. And one of them was Macy picking the ball out and one of them was kicking off. So it was yeah. just, aye, it was shocking. So there, there certainly has to be a different level of performance. And I think there will be. Um, yeah. But... Well, they came with the traps flying in that semi-final. So the, the, the exact same has to happen. I think if Hibs sit off and try and absorb, it's only going to go one way. I think they've at least got to got to go for it, press Rangers high. and Because uh, they are struggling a bit defensively, Rangers, right now. You know, they're, they're certainly not the... Yeah, they're, they're certainly not the uh, descent, defensive juggernaut as they were last year, so to speak. So, um, yeah, Hibs have got have got to, to come with the traps flying. And then Motherwell at, at, the, at the weekend... 
again, you've got to just think that the Hibs have got to try and pick up three points here to a team that are above them in the league. So, got to try and claw back another three points off a, off a team. I think they're above us in the league. I think just by the, the way games have games have gone and not so for games in hand. But big week, massive, massive week for, for Hibs coming up. Okay, then on to on to Hearts and after international break and and and, and defeat in the, the last league game beforehand, it was important to get the the season back on track and get Hearts back where they, where they have been. And, and Ross, it was a, well, I think it's been described as probably not pretty in a game in the past where Hearts probably would have dropped points the way the nature of the game was going. But yeah, they pick up the pick up a 2-0 win, Gary Mackay, Stephen Kingsley and Stephen Kingsley on the score sheet. And it looks, you know, it's just that when you've got players that, that you can, that you can, um, I think they're talking about the depth that Hearts have got and they really mixed it up and rotated the squad and things and the opportunity to do that and still pick up three points and still not play well. Well, it's uh, it's not a bad Saturday afternoon. No, definitely. I think, um, as I said last week, I, I think the best thing to do after the the, the the loss last week was to bounce back and get a good home win. Because yeah, that's one thing that Nielsen's been trying to do is, is make... Tynecastle back into like a fortress where we're, we're, we're holding our own pretty much at home. We're doing that well this season. Um, I wasn't obviously at the game and I didn't watch it, but uh, for the text that I was getting throughout the civil game when I was there, it was, it was pretty pretty pants viewing for the first half. It was like, a, oh, this could be as bad as it was last week. And then, as I said, I think, I think that goal from Mackay Stevens it's obviously gave the, the wee pick up and then Big Pingsley was free kick again. I think he's. I saw a stat that he's now scored more direct free kicks than anyone at Hearts has. That's more than like Bruno Agüero and stuff like that as well. So that's pretty impressive. How many is? I mean, I'm not being. I'm not being. Uh, uh, it can't even be that. It can't I, even I, be, I think can't I'm sure I saw many. it was ever right. Give me two <laughs> seconds. I will go and check. This. Five or six free kicks. So I mean, surely. Surely it can't be ever. Like there's got surely not. I mean, Hartley Hartley scored a few. Um, but I don't think a lot of them are direct. Yeah, I, I just I think that you know don't get me wrong. I mean, I mean what a what a free kick it was, and he has got an, an incredible dead ball. But I can't I can't remember there being a massive uh, you know real showreel of Stephen Kingsley free kicks. I, I just presumed it'd be. I thought. Aye, that's it. Yeah, no number five. Well, no Hearts player this century has scored more direct free kicks than Stephen Kinsley. Today's right. uh, the goal moved them ahead of Bruno Egra and level with Paul Hartley on five. Hopefully, he's joined up. Interesting. It seems it still seems fairly low for Paul Hartley, but there you go. The myth, yeah. the myth, the myth, the myth, the myth, the myth, Given that, that's a massive boost for the team. You've got yeah. someone like that, and it, it that'll excite the fans every time we get a free kick in that area. And Friday's playing, but that's another one that's out of contract to the end of the season. We need to try and get you know, that you know, tied up. You know, as well. Also, that is a that it really is a a psychological thing as well when it comes to playing. If you know you've come up against an opposition and you know that they've got a set piece, so a dead ball specialist. Sorry, um, it is, and it does play in your mind. And and you do think, and it will be spoke about from other teams that not to give away cheap free kicks and and all those things. So to have that in your in your armory is is so important. So it's 
Um, yeah, I think he's like you say out of contract. He's another player that Hearts have to get wrapped up. I'm not even talking about his set pieces. I mean, by looking online and looking and speaking to Hearts fans, they've said that Stephen Kingsley has been the best performing defender Hearts have had this season. Mm-hmm. Some of them are yeah. saying. So from what I heard, I think Halkett played strongly defensively, but uh, I've not heard too many pass marks about John Sewer from mm-hmm. Saturday's results. So that surprises me, but I don't know. It could be. That could be head swayed or whatever. You don't know. You just might just be an off game. Who cares? I, I'm hoping it's just an off game, and there's nothing more to it. There was the there was a Hearts like fan page on Twitter that like tweeted, "What's your most controversial Hearts opinion?" And that has been some, shocking views on Twitter for them. Oh, I don't know. Some I of them have been awful. Some, some of them have been, you, been might be interesting. One of them was a, a Hearts fan quote that saying. I think we need Kingsley more than we need Suter. And it's one of those, is that coming after he's just scored that free kick, etc.? I mean, but it's... That, it's that'll, be, it'll be a bit more, it'll be between that and the whole contract thing that they yeah. know he's not going to probably hang about. So, But that's tomorrow. He can talk 1st of December. He mm. can officially start yeah. talking to other teams. So expect daily records and sons and other Guffy newspapers that to be printing absolute nonsense about what club he's going to. So we'll see. Well, who did you play on Thursday night? You play the bad half of the old fan, in my opinion. Uh, um, alienate so many people there, but it's not. Uh, no, <laughs> I think that's the nicest way you could say it. But yes, obviously, I would not. I would not be surprised if there wasn't a story about. Celtic looking at Suter, there'll be countless ones about Rangers looking at him um, just over the next few right, months. Well, we play them on the 12th, so aye. This week oh, it'll probably be Celtic, and then the next week it'll be full of Rangers. Come yeah. on. It's, yeah. it's just embarrassing. Everyone knows how they work now, but they, they just keep it. They're consistent with that, I suppose. But another but, top performer from Saturday that I don't think anyone can stop talking about is uh, Sir Craig Gordon. As a goalkeeper yourself, Stobie, I can only imagine you aspire to be a man like that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's, it's not not really, it's not really. I mean, as a man, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting that, as a man, but there we are. Uh, no, I mean, it's uh, it's. Are we, are we surprised? Are we, are we really? Are we really surprised at, at Craig Gordon's performances this season? Um, no, I mean, he was still. I I I got more surprised the fact that. It's week in, week out. Like previously, when he was at Hearts, I think there was there was always question marks about coming for cross balls and stuff like that. And I think you've seen when he was at Celtic, he had the odd mistake in him a couple of times, and thankfully that benefited Hearts a couple of times as well. But since he's been there, I would say probably one. I would say maybe Motherwell's second against us last week. Mm. He looked a bit flappy coming for it, but other than that. The man's been rock for us, and as you said, I think defensively that's something that Hearts have been really benefited this year. And I think it's it's obviously I don't want to stick the knife in, but it's something that Hibs have been looking for for donkeys is the keeper, and then your centre halves and other defensive positions where it's been strong. We can rely on them. But harsh on the does floor. It, does it? Does it? What I mean? Should it be concerning, though, Callum, that? 
we are. To, I mean, I suppose it's all it's all hypothetical because Hearts do have Craig Gordon and goals, but you know Craig Gordon isn't going to play, can't play forever. And if you're constantly talking, weekend, if you're talking week in week out about Craig Gordon making this save and that save and being man of the match almost weekly, it, I mean it, it shows that something isn't right. It shows that something isn't right because it's shown that Hearts are giving up chance after chance to teams. I mean, I'm not being... <laughs> you're always I mean, going to get chances against you every game. You're, you're being... I feel like you're being overly pedantic for pedantic sake. <laughs> I feel like you're looking for ways to try and think, and I'm just... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to have it tonight. I think that, you know, we can't sit here and be like, goalie makes saves. Oh my God, what a surprise. You know, like we, we can't we can't chastise a goalkeeper for doing what he's paid to be doing. You know, if that would be us, like I what happened to goalkeeper union. Yeah, well, obviously, Stobie's Stobie's left. No, no, yeah. his membership. No, it's not a thing. Oh, that strikers had too many shots on target and he's scoring too many goals. What a what an absolute rascal he is. You know, I think I think that. Um, you know, it's all well and good to say, oh, if Hearts didn't have Craig Gordon, where would we, where would they be? But, you know, as Gino De Campo once said, if my grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. So I just think that... Nailed the accent as well. Uh, no, Hearts didn't have <laughs> Craig Gordon, and he is winning them points. And it's just one of those things that, yeah, um, I think obviously the turn of the year, I think Gordon will look to play next season. But after, then you're sort of looking because Harry Stone's not getting a game on loan at uh, Partick. What is it? Ross Stewart's the backup. I mean, Ross if you Stewart's want the backup. Big cheesy. Um, where where the hearts go once Gordon isn't there? Yeah. They, well, like if, if Gordon got injured, I would be worried. I don't think Hearts have a solid do so, right now. So would so would I, and so would Scotland. Yeah. Well, I, to, to be fair, um, I. I I mean, t- I'm touching wood. I, I don't want Craig Gordon to get injured. And if it is, I hope That's he's... That's information. Thank you. <laughs> 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 I was going to say. <laughs> We're talking about Craig Gordon, no Scott Allen, Cal. Calm down, sir. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Children. <laughs> to be fair, it means oh, it needs your usual touch and cloth anyway, but there we go. <laughs> 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 Just, just make things up, say them on a podcast, and oh, aye. Hey, unbelievable. Hey, anyway, oh, right. will you be touching cloth yourself on, on Thursday night, Ross, with uh, uh, away in um, Celtic? We, we don't tend to have a very good record at Celtic Park, and I'm not expecting much, to be honest. Um, mm. The way we always kind of set up oh, over the M8 isn't great. But ah, cool. we'll just have to see what happens, I think. That was obviously a big boost to the confidence um, for Saturday there. So I'm I'm just hoping we can try and try and hurt them if we can. Um, realistically, they're probably going to be looking at the game against Livy that's coming up. Two quite tough games, though. I think this week, Callum. You know, two away games, Livingston and, and Celtic. Um, you know, this 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 is a test. I think if Cel- I think if Hearts come away with three points at these two games, I think that's a decent a decent turn. In all honesty, for me, um, we'd expect you know, I, I, to be realistically honest. Yeah, I think even Livingston away will, will be a tough game. Um, you know, it's not an easy place to go on that Astro mm-hmm. and 
I mean, I'm, I'm sick of speaking about that, but it's true. It's not an easy. It's not an easy place to go. So. No, nah, it's not. You think you think to one win? We, we need to beat the old firm to get in the Champions League this year, so, <laughs> so that's, that's our ambition. <laughs> uh, Beningame injured. Last thing I, I, I'd noted down: um, has it come out? Is this a long-term thing, or is it just missing the next couple of games? Or a few matches, I think. A couple of matches. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know he was injured. <laughs> well, is, it, is it Haring? Haring in? Then you'd, you'd, you'd expect. Uh, aye, possibly will be. Possibly will be something like that. Oh, they stick Halliday in, but I'd, I'd prefer if they didn't stick Halliday in. But we'll see how it goes. He'll obviously have an idea of how we're going to work it. So could be, could be Mac and F or anything like that that goes in potentially. Be interesting. Be interesting to see what Hearts are like because I think the last two away games um, at Motherwell and at Aberdeen, the midfield partnership with Devlin and Beningame hasn't worked. They've been overrun in the middle of the park. So I think it's almost a, a nice wee viewing opportunity for Hearts fans to see what it could be like, a different partnership, um, to see see if that could be more effective, uh, especially away from home. Because I think at home they've done very well so far. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I just hope it's not a, a, like a sitting defensive midfielder like a Haran or Halliday because... That just kind of shows you how we're going to set up against them. I'd, I'd look for more of a potentially an attacking one, like a Wackenef. Needs his game time. I think he's done well when he's came on in the games. I think if you do that, so we sign that they're kind of pushing. Could be a Woodburn potentially even sitting deeper. Mm. We'll see. Just have to see what goes with. But I'll be in the pub yeah, watching. I think that, the, so the nature of the way that, that Celtic play with putting fullbacks at the midfield as well and things, it's going to. So Harsh can't go there and play two in midfield. They'll <laughs> just get nah. the gaps and the players that will be available in that whole area with Kyogo dropping in as well and Turnbull playing number 10. Harsh have to, I think, Harsh have to flood that middle of the park and yeah. just kind of give up, almost give up wide areas and just hope that any balls in the box, you've got enough players in to defend them. Um, you know, just hoping, them- I'm just hoping the referee on Thursday doesn't fall for any Kyogo's antics. I've seen it at the, the Aberdeen game. David Bates touched his shoulder. He went down holding his face, screaming. So I'm hoping he's got he's, he's becoming a bit of a habit with him. So I'm hoping the referees can stand firm for these things as well. So, yeah. but well, I'm hoping three point three points is kind of minimum of what, what I'd expect. Next two games, yeah, two the end. Cam is a good point. You know, the last couple of wee games have been well shot. So two of wee games in a row. Perhaps I've got to get it. I've got to get it right. I've got to get, got to get it right sometime. I. Okay then, right on to Edinburgh City, and it was Scottish Cup action last weekend. Uh, this all touchy bail. Derby. They came through two, two one. Callum and it was um, well. I think the first half was decent. Looking at sitting and looking at reports, looking at highlights, uh, fairly comfortable in the first half. But the second half not good enough. Not good enough. And and you look at some people saying that actually Lothian could maybe have actually maybe sneaked a wee, a wee replay, which would have been... I mean, you look at the, diff, the gap between the two sides, where, where City are in League 2 and where, where Lothian are now in the East of Scotland kind of conference leagues, I think. I, I think they are. I'm not 100% sure if, they, or if they are. They're Prem. They're Prem. They're Prem. They're still Prem. Um, mm-hmm. But they're certainly not... They're certainly not uh, Challenging. Yeah, they're not challenging. Perhaps, you know, but however, um, I think I've played somewhere 40 positions between the two teams. I think I read somewhere 
which made me think they must be in the conference because that just seemed massive for only being only a lone league in between. But maybe maybe it is that gap. But anyway, um, they're through, and I suppose that is the main objective. They're through. They're in the hat. Um, we'll speak about that in a second. But again, you just like a little bit a little bit more from City. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I think I think cup competitions are all about just getting through. And I think that this could have been a banana skin, to be fair. Last week, Baz and I both thought win by a couple of goals um, in terms of the predictions. And yeah, did think, you know, it'd be three or four nil. And, you know, say could have put that performance in. But the main thing is they've sort of maybe slacked off once they've got the two goal leading. You know, although they can get the goal sort of late on, a wee bit of a cavalry charge to see if they can get back into the game. But the most important thing at the end of the day is City have come through the tie. And yeah, that's 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 all you can say. And you, you can't really complain with them doing that. No, did you expect more though from City Ross? I mean, you, when, you, when you come in at full time and you see it's 2 1 and it's not as comfortable as you thought you. Are you expecting more, or is it again just as Callum said, sort of job done, naming the hat, move on? I, I, I was expecting more, to be honest. I, I said it in the predictions. I think yes, I agree with them. It's it's about getting through, but I think you've got to make you've got to stamp a wee bit of authority in these games as well. I know it's a derby, and it's but you're playing at home. Technically, both are at home, but it's it's a, as you said, forty places above them. You'd expect you'd expect them to kind of be flexing their muscles a wee bit with that, but. End of the day, they're through, and that's all we can have wanted from City from this game. Um, so they, they've done their job, but yeah, I was having a look at the results when uh, just in the car when I was going home for the civil game, and I was kind of I would expect them to be a wee bit higher than that. I think I went for four one or something. Like that, so. Yeah, yeah. Two, I think actually looking at the highlights back, two was nicely taking goals. So I think uh, thinking back to it, Callum from member of City handling, and then. Uh, Ennis Murray, so it's good to get those two those two players on, on the score sheet. Um and it, yeah, I mean it's they're in and in the hat. And it's uh, it's again it's a confidence booster because actually a decent little run Ember City now. I think, you know, looking at looking at the, the, the last couple of results, they've put together a wee a wee string of results, you know, beat Lothian, draw with Elgin, decent, beat Stone Albion, beach beat Stranraer. So it's a nice little a nice wee run they've put together. So that's it's confidence and that's how important it is. Uh, just to keep keep winning breeds confidence, um, and they set up a, a tie. I mean, I think that the city fans are probably skewing finally a big. I mean, I you know the time that I was there, I would never put like the biggest kind of tie we had was Queen of the South at, at home. I think at the top of my head in, in the Scottish Cup um, of a team of any great significance. It was Queen of the South, and at, at that time they had you know Gavin Riley and. Dan Carmichael, amongst other, I think they beat in Hibs and Rangers that season and in cup performances. And um, to be honest, Queen of the South just turned up and kept the ball for ninety minutes. I think we only got beat maybe two one in the end. I think it was or maybe two nil, two nil in the end. Yeah, I think we hit the, I think Guthrie hit the post at nil nil, but um, it was a bit of a dance squid in the end because they were just they were just fine. They were full time. They were they were far too good. Um, and apart from that, to be honest, there's not been many. There hasn't been many, many big ones. I think Auchinleck, you're probably talking about a, a team of any, you know, we've had Auchinleck in the Scottish Cup. Then beat Montrose, I suppose, but I think of other, other results, of course. Montrose, a good away day. But um, they finally got a Premier League side, 
you know, incredible Aberdeen away. Um, you know, probably thinking of what a capacity maybe are there. You think maybe six thousand, maybe? Do you think roughly? Oh, well, they're, they're keeping it under ten for this yeah. past, were they not? Yeah, so I'm so thinking yeah. maybe. But say, I'll say, I'll get a bit of money off it though. Yeah, I'll take a bit of money off it. So they'll take a big support, I'd imagine. Hopefully. Yeah. I don't mean it's not going to be. It's not exactly. Yeah, it's still not going to be a a, a Hibs or Hearts at home type attendance. Nah. But you're thinking yeah. a good. A good few thousand anyway, a good day out for supporters, somewhere different, somewhere to tick off. Um, should, have good, should have a good, a good away day. So, no, good luck to them. And uh, they deserve it because it has been a, for, for these City fans anyway, it's been a it's been a tough old road to Scottish Cup at times when it comes to some of the ties we've had. So, fair play. No, delighted for them to get a, get a good result. Uh, a good tie, sorry. And then their league action, um, Friday night, back to Friday nights, which I've been kind. Been kind on this season. Callum, I think. Well, you know, Friday Look at the Friday nights. They've loved the Friday night. We're gonna. We said at the start of the season, it's going to be interesting to see how these Friday nights pan out for them. Every every home game being a being a Friday night, and so far it's been kind to them. So, Annan on Friday night. Annan who went in a great run, but I was looking at their results of late. I think they've been a been a bit of a poor little run of late. I think they've no win in maybe four games. Well, they beat Gallo last week in the Scottish, but before that. Um, I think it's no winning about three or four in the league, certainly. So, um, not a team with loads of confidence. So, you've got to think again, Friday night at home, the way that's panned out, City probably got this as favourites. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I think um, it's a good chance to keep the unbeaten run going. Um, three league games and obviously um, four if you include the cup tie. But, yeah, a very important a sort of run that City have gone on since that that 4-0 thumping at the hands of Albion Rovers. You know, it was uh, massive that they, they needed to bounce back and they need to bounce back well. And they've done that. So it's it's all about continuing that on. Obviously, uh, it would be interesting to see the sort of influence that, that Stevie Crawford had on the team because obviously he's, um, he's left today um, to take up um, almost like a time machine, you know, he's gone back to his face, um, where he was gaffer years ago when Andrew Stobie was there. That's how long ago that was. So, um, Stobie, imagine he signed you. There we go. <laughs> I think uh, that ship is. I think that ship is sealed. I think. First phone call, Stobes, what are you up to? <laughs> uh, um, obviously, be interesting to see how that develops because, if I'm honest, I thought for long parts of the, the, the season so far that Stephen Crawford might be replacing Gary Naismith at some point, just with some of the results that have been happening. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But uh, I think it's important that the, the we upturn in form keeps going and, and City can really sort of cement a place in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, you look at, you know, I know Annan have gone a bit of a dip. So, that you know, City are above. Uh, and you know, say actually fourth in the league. Would you believe it or not? In the last couple of weeks, the, the turnaround that they've had has really put them right back into this this playoff. So as it stands, you know, it's, it's in City's hands. The playoffs are back in City's hands where they are. Um, I know we're, you know we've still got a long way to go until the playoffs are decided. But you know, let's say six games ago, it was not it was not that way. You know, so they really have turned it around. You know, they've gone above Annan. So it's important. You know, we spoke about in the last few weeks, Ross, about how. When they've come up against the likes of at that time, uh, Stranraer and, and some of the wins that they've had, and still in Albion, it was all about clawing teams back. 
Well, it's now about trying to keep a gap there and start pushing and putting distance now between them and, and, and some others to cement the playoffs now. So they would do that on Saturday. They would put four points between them and, and Annan with a with a win on Friday, sorry. Aye, so I, <clears throat> we've, we've always said at the start of the season that City know where they should be. Um, start of the season, it was looking a bit shaky, but obviously now they're starting to push on. So it's, I'm hoping it's got a good win over them. So we'll keep pushing on. Yeah, I think I don't think I really Anna... add to what comes on. Yeah. said so. I don't think uh, I don't think Annan have travelled very well to Ainsley Park, Callum. In the time that we've been doing the podcast, I don't think off the top of my head that Annan have come up here and and if they have, they maybe only been maybe once or something. I can't remember Annan being up coming up here and and taking don't much of them. Well, maybe, maybe yeah. just stating facts. Uh, nice that you mentioned Stevie Crawford there, actually, though, Callum. It was. Uh, yeah, delighted for him to get back in a manager's job. Really, really one of the nicest guys that I've come across in, in football. And um, you know, I wish him all the best at all the best. He's five a really, really good, really good, uh, really good guy, actually. So wish him all wish him all the best. And I think you're right, Cam, it's a really good point. You'll see what um impact he had in the squad um over the next next few games and how much a loss he he, he will be to the to the squad um there, because he's a really, really popular guy from from what, I, from what I've heard so um, yeah interesting okay then big game for, for City on, on Friday night anything else about City guys or move on move on okay right on to uh, our lone league sides then I think it's only fair we start uh, with the big one from, from last weekend Civil and Scottish Cup action you guys are both there I was planning to be there but I was still bed bound with a kind of flu I had the flu last week Believe it or not, um, so it was bed bound, so I missed out unfortunately. But um, I mean, I guess you guys will tell us more. But by all accounts, I'm guessing that the the game was, I don't want to say decided on a red card, but certainly influenced by that red card. Um, Ross, I mean, we'll come to you, come to you first, just on this. Yes. I mean, did, 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 was it as kind of black and white as that in terms of if there wasn't a red card, could you have seen a, an upset? Yeah, I think at the start of the game, I, I thought Civil were passing the ball really, really. About really well, uh, they were taking, kind of forcing them on the back foot. Because I think towards, I would say for the first half as a whole, even after the, the red card, because I thought Civil actually played better in a, a, a certain way after the red card, because they were working harder and working smarter for each other. I didn't see two leagues above the two teams in that first half. Um, I kind of went into the half time thinking, I think a wee upset could be on the cards here, definitely. Um, I don't think... <laughs> Calm, I agree with me on this one. I think the referee had a bit of a shocker for a couple of the decisions in the game. Um, I didn't think the red, it was a red, from what I saw. Um, Calm was obviously towards in the corner. I was in the stand on the opposite side, so I was kind of looking about... I thought it was more a 50-50. I thought a yellow card... Potentially, really been it's been the reaction of the Peterhead bench that's pushed that because you heard the screams of them straight away. So, so I think the referees had the red out as quick as he could. Um, I think the the big number nine for them it was an absolute huddy, Russell McLean or something like that. He went down, dived early on, got the book in, rightly so. Didn't stop him from doing it. <laughs> Didn't stop him at all. But I thought the I thought the back line of Civil were very strong in the first half, really strong. Uh, I think you had Sparky and um, 
young Jack Bryden, they were kind of controlling the game as well. And I think it was they they done really well. I think I don't know enough of their names to be honest, but I thought number eleven, the boy Cam will probably tell me his name because he's got team sheet, but he actually really impressed me with a lot of direct running that was coming in. So it's from that and then second half, I think I think it was just leagues. The leagues kind of showed the difference there and also the the spare man. Because I think Peterhead started to pick them apart at certain times. I was a wee bit late coming out at half time, so I missed the the kind of main chance for Civil, unfortunately. I heard the screams, but it's good good chance. I watched it on the highlights. Good chance, it's just unfortunate. It's that that's the way the ball's bounced. Realistically, if it goes any other way, it's that's rolling in the back of the net. But after that, yeah, I think it was mainly mainly Peterhead after that. I don't think we never really got much up front. I think Alou probably had one of his bad games from the game from what I saw. He didn't hold the ball up a lot of the time. Um, I think they were, they were Peterhead were quick at pressing at times. I think Civil were kind of dilly-dallying a lot of the time with the ball, my perspective, and they lost it. That certainly led to a third, but um, Callum, you were obviously from an, another angle. You, you know the boys a lot better than I do, so... What do you think? Um, to be fair, the whole red card incident happened, you know, in a flash. I, personally, I didn't think it was much of a red card, but, you know, I've been ridiculed for saying that I don't think things are red cards um, this on this podcast already. So so who knows what I know. But um, I liked Gary's quote in the paper where he's like, you know, 50% of the refs will show a red, 50% will show a yellow. It just depends. I thought that he was too quick with the reds. And I think that he was influenced not just by the Peterhead bench, but by a couple of their fans who were right next to the bench. I think that um, I saw one of the worst takes on Twitter by saying that, you know, the guy, uh, the, the, the poster was saying that uh, the civil player knew what he was doing. He's tried to break his leg by going in with that challenge. And I was like, wow, uh, how, do, wow. how are these by themselves? Uh, but look, I think civil started well. Gary set the team up well. Uh, number 11 is Robbie Cole. Um, I thought he had a great game, almost almost scored. Um, the other boy that you missed out in the back line was Lewis Duffy, who was sensational. Yes. Sorry, I did forget his name. Um, but I think that you know it's 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 two sort of in the second half. You know, Matt comes out. Uh, I'm not sure how much contact. Do you think that's a penalty? I don't. I didn't know. think it was. It's one of those. From my angle, it looked like the keeper had moved the ball away. I don't know, but in in my in the back of my mind, I was like, "Oh, does he need to be there when when he's gone out?" But um, to be fair, after the game, he almost hit me with a water bottle that he kicked. So to be fair. I'm just, I'm just um, weighing up those. I, I don't think the first penalty was a penalty either. That was up at my side, but I, th- I think, I think they, they all could have been reviewed over VAR. But it's, it's the two goals in quick succession that have killed Civil. And look, it's, it wasn't to be on the day, but it, it was unlucky. You know, um, I think if, if Civil had kept eleven men on the park, they easily could have caused a wee upset or something. But I, it's not it's not to be and you know just have to put everything in the league and well go on a decent South Challenge Cup run yeah well, I, think, I think you're right I think when you're playing against a team from the league above you need all those decisions to kind of probably go your way and and, and they just they just didn't I think Carmine you were 
you, you, you said the point I was going to make. I just thought the ref was really quick to make that decision. It was like instantly the hand went in that top pocket and he couldn't get the red, hand, red card out quick enough. And I just wonder, and I, know, you know, I don't know what refs are told, and I know that they're even told not to speak to players and things like that, which I just find incredible. But by the by... Because um, you don't you don't speak to them because you end up getting an argument and you, end, you might end up admitting you've made mistakes and all those things that apparently that's why you don't get into conversations with the players. I just wonder again if if he can just maybe calm down the players. Can he speak to a linesman and even just this is what I've seen. Do you agree or because he was at the kind of the, he was for me he was behind the tackle if that makes sense. He kind of seen it from the stands at the 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 dugout side. Does yeah. the linesman on the far side have a better view? You know, from the stand side, can he get a better view? Has has um, uh, Baldi gone over the? You know, if, if he has gone over the ball, then and he's caught the guy, then you can understand why it's a red. If that is the case, but I just again, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm a few calm. It just seemed to happen so so quick, and the red came out so so quick that it was just like, God, you've got to be so so bang on. You've seen exactly what you think you've seen there, but. Yeah, uh, and for me, I thought the first wasn't a penalty, but I thought the second was. That's my that's my personal take. Um, again, if I've got a different angle with Max on when he comes out, if I'm maybe behind the goals and I'm, I'm maybe that side, do I maybe see a little touch on the ball or is there as much contact as there is? But when a goalkeeper comes out and doesn't take the ball cleanly, uh, you know, hold the ball really with an obvious touch, the goalkeepers invariably do get right. a penalty given against them. I mean, you see it all the time. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 unlucky. But you know what? Still a really good cup run. You, you beat a League 2 opposition in the round before. Um, yeah. You know. Right. Still can take massive so credit for where they've yeah, been. Still a, you know, still a great experience for, for those. You know, such a young squad. They'll take a lot from that. A lot of learns. And they're playing against a really experienced side. So, you know, pats off some. I'm sure it was a, sure it was a good afternoon nonetheless. Oh, good, YouTube oh, stars as well. I thought Civil did really well in terms of their, their pint and pie and game sort of ticket and things. So hopefully they. Hopefully aye, they, it was. I I benefit for that, and I, I thought it was actually really well done. The, yeah. The, the kind of way the club managed it and everything, I thought it was perfect. Yeah. So has really really it. It's a funny little time this little spell because every year we always forget that it happens, but you kind of get that South Challenge and, and Scottish Cup almost break that seems to happen at this time every every year. So you kind of stake, you take stock, don't you? And you kind of go again in the league. So um, civil this weekend, I've got Broomhill. Much changed, of course. Um, you know, I think, and, and they picked up a win through at Broomhill earlier on. In the season, I'm sure. Uh, Carl, am I right with that? They beat Broomhill earlier on. Nice two each. Nice two each. Um, oh, sure they did. Sure they did. Should yeah. have won. Should have won. But um, finished two each. This has to be a win. This has to be a win. Mm. A few. You know, just I just get them pumped. Like you know, um, <laughs> the <laughs> like no no nonsense. The artist formerly known as BSC. Get them sent uh, back up the road with their tails between their legs and are hiding. Yeah, I mean, Broomhill, I think, are sitting on 20 games played, 21 points, something like that. So you've got to think Civil going to hear his favourites. Not straightforward, but it's important that, that Civil uh, bounce back and get three points on the board. OK, on yeah, to... They get pumped off their, their tunes as well. I must say <laughs> they have some bangers. 
We're coming out of oh, that of wee music box. Yes. Yeah. Was that, was that a good week this week on the on the old <clears throat> the old jukebox, Ross? Were well, you happy I, with that? Got, yeah. I got a request played. To be fair, when when I put um, the Water Boys Hole of the Moon on, um, I want to say I'm fairly certain it was it was either Kyle or uh, Sparky uh, shouted much better this week, Callum. So. I'll, I'll take that. We, 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 we grow. We grow. We'll see. <laughs> Small wins, eh? Small wins. Um, okay, Spartans. Um, I've had a, a wee break of themselves, of course, with uh, no, no Scottish Cup action. So, again, for them, they can just take restock and get players 100%. Maybe extra couple of training sessions, a few things worked on the training field, and they can go again in the league. And for them, as big a game there's been for a few weeks for them, Rangers away, a team that beat them on opening day when we didn't really know what to expect from Rangers and I remember speaking to, to a few players in, in the Spartan squad and they said, I've never seen players at that age being at that level of ability and to be honest in fairness to Rangers, they've, they have had a good season so far but they have dropped points and teams have managed to to, uh, to take points off them so Spartans have to go there and I think we said it before, Calm, when they played against maybe Celtic, they've got to make this a battle and they've got to make this game ugly on Saturday. And I think if Spartans can do that, then I think they've got a right good chance. I think if Spartans go there and I think try and out-football them, then they could come a cropper. I don't think many teams that have beat Rangers so far will have gone out there and dominated the football and, uh, you know, built from the back here and, and, and beat them at their own game. They'll have gone and played Rangers and made it ugly and made it difficult for Rangers to break them down, and I've and I've hit them on the counter, and I think Spartans have to do probably similar on on Saturday. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Um, you know, you can't match Rangers at their level. Let's let's be honest; they're ridiculously too good for that. So you need to get them in and get them sorted against. You know, bring them not not to say that Spartans don't play a nice style of play. And everything like that. It's it's more about bringing them down a notch, getting it, getting a battle on, and you know, games like this where you know, well, well <laughs> what on earth was that? Uh, but um, still, be absolutely uh, no. I'm I'm expecting him to just dominate in the midfield, and yeah, I think. It's a tough one, but look, Spartans have taken maximum points off Celtic. They need to take that sort of belief into the game against Rangers. Um, Civil have won through there. You know, Dalbiti have beat Rangers already this season. They they are beatable, but you've got to have a great performance. Definitely. Uh, see what um, what you were saying there, Sophie, about the kind of quality that they've got at that age. My nephew's training with the Rangers youth at the moment is like seven, eight-year-olds. I was surprised at how good they are, even at seven, eight-year-old. The touches and the kind of movement and the coaching that they put on for them. So I'm not entirely surprised that they're doing well at a bigger level. So it'll be a tight game, but I'm just, as I said, Spartans get stuck into them. I'm try and get results could yeah. be a different one. So. At the end of the day, I mean, the Rangers are probably doing their training. They're not. They're probably not going to be training, and they're doing sheep and things. They're not going to be. They're not going to be practicing. You know, the 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 ugly dark art side of the game. Are they? Can we spoke about it all the time? They'll be doing nice eleven v eleven and nice attack v defence. This is where you've got to put. You've got to make it ugly, and you've got to make it a battle. 
and and hope that that's a that's enough to take points. Okay, and Ember Uni, well, they've got the exact same task, but they've got to deal with Celtic on uh, on Saturday away against uh, we at Celtic on on Saturday. So tough game for them again for for Uni. It's just trying to stay in the game for as long as they can, probably make it ugly and just hope that you can somehow come away with something. That's not disrespectful, but this is going to be a tough a tough fixture for for Ember Uni on on Saturday. I think, I think they need to go into the sort of performance level that they have against East Coast Bright this season. That's that's the level that they need to be at to get something from this game. I think that Celtic have definitely been weaker than Rangers have this season. You can see by league table and, and the points that they've dropped. So I think that the Uni have to look at that and have that sort of belief in going at this game that they can take something because, let's be honest, um, as much as you know, the, as we've said about Rangers, the same will be said about Celtic. They'll have really good players, they'll shape, etc. Everything will be spot on. But, you know, they can still be caught out. And let's be honest, the two up top that the uni have can cause problems for anyone on their day. So, yeah, I think I think there's an outside chance, but it is an outside chance for the uni. Yeah, certainly. OK, then, predictions, Gal. Let's uh, you could take the lead. Um, right, okay. So as it will appear on the graphic, buyers will come to you first for every single one. Um, Hibs v Motherwell. Desmond. Oh, Stoey. 2-1 Hibs. I'm going 3-0 Hibs. Motherwell are gash. Uh, oh. Livy v Hearts. 2-0 Hearts. 1-1. I mean, seeing as it's in December, should I go 5-0 Livy? Or is this <laughs> uh, I think I think two one hearts, two one hearts. Uh, Edinburgh City v Annan. Three 0 City win. Uh, two one Edinburgh City win. I think I'm going to go two 0 Very similar there. Uh, Civil v Broomhill. Civil three 0 win. Two 0 Civil. Two 0 five one Civil. Uh, Celtic v Edinburgh Uni. 6 0 Uni loss. Yeah, I'm going to go 5 0 Celtic. 3 uh, 1 Celtic. I think they'll pull away later on, but it'll be close. And uh, finishing with uh, Rangers v Spartans. 2 1 Rangers. Desmond. Desmond. I am going to go 3 each. Why oh. not? <laughs> What's again? Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Predictions have to be in early. It's a Friday night game at Ainsley Park, so make sure then by Friday and enjoy the rest of your week. That was your Edinburgh Football Podcast. <laughs>